0: Now I'm hitting record on my side. There we go. Okay. Uh, Starting Bacon. Starting Bacon. God. Uh, this is not Cat. This is Bacon, not Logan. Uh, let's go ahead and get that CBC pre-roll out of the way. Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators.
1: What a day, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's been a day.
0: <laughs> we normally record uh, or we try to record 8, 15, 8, 30 p.m. on Thursdays. And it is now 9.26. Uh, Spoiler, we're running
1: behind for the night. So, you know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It might be hot and heavy, but we'll get through it. (laughs) It's going to be hot and heavy. I've got the ceiling
0: fan on. Hopefully you can't hear that. Uh, And it's still a little warm upstairs in my room. Uh, I guess we have a pretty interesting topic that we're going to hit today. Yeah. It's kind of something that's been going around. It's in the news. It's everywhere and that is stolen valor. We're gonna talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. Like I felt like that wasn't the end of my sentence, but it was the end of my sentence.
1: Whatever. The end of our day? Question mark. You're listening to Eyes Forward March, a podcast geared towards building the core of the non-commissioned officers. Heat up your MRE, crack open a cold rippet, and join your platoon daddies. Sergeant Bacon and Sergeant Seagard, as they continue to build networking skills, have some laughs, uplift morale, and talk about daily issues soldiers face. Let's begin. I feel like you have something to say. You're just kind
0: of like dancing in the in the background.
1: Uh, yeah, I that's my jam. What are you drinking? <laughs> uh, this is actually just a little uh, little sliver of Elijah Craig. Oh, good old Elijah Craig. Yeah, I got me the uh, Castle Danger cream ale Ooh, nice yeah that's pretty good stuff brewed up in uh two harbors <laughs> yeah no it's a rip it yeah yeah absolutely you yeah. admin notes uh
0: next episode we are going to have a guest on the podcast it we haven't done that for a while and i actually think i'm hoping that we don't have technical difficulties trying to figure out how to get a third person with good audio quality uh but we're gonna have yeah go ahead it's gonna suck yeah <laughs> Uh, we're going to have John from the Video Game Lounge on our podcast. He reached out to us uh, very shortly after the Big Pimpin' series. Um, yeah, so
1: I think that's it. Nothing in the mailbag. There never is. is. uh Ricardo ever reached out to you about where we're at in the uh, Canadian standings no, again? No, no. Ricardo
0: has gone radio silent. I don't know if he got fired or whatever, but uh, maybe I should reach out to him and be like, Hey, are we doing any...
1: Yeah. Are we top
0: 99 now? Absolutely. Uh, I think we got to pimp somebody real quick. And we've pimped them yeah. before. I think this is actually, full disclosure, one of your absolute favorite podcasts ever.
1: Yeah, I would say it's probably Jocko and then our Maple Syrup Swiggin Sweeties from the <laughs> North. <laughs> the Maple Syrup Swiggin Sweeties. Uh,
0: they have a podcast. It's called Spoiler They Die Let's, uh, let's let them tell you a little bit about it. Do you like true crime? Oh my god, Cat! you can't just ask people if they like murder. But I'm curious. Well, curiosity killed the cat. Uh, does that make you curiosity? No, I'm Logan. And I'm Cat, And we're the hosts of the true crime comedy podcast, Spoiler They Die. One of us tells a story about a serial killer, a survivor, or... Basically anything morbid and scary. Also, we're Canadian, in case that matters to anyone. I don't think people listen to podcasts based on people being Canadian or not. People in our Discord server seem to care. Oh, sorry about that, eh? But thanks for listening to us panhandle. I'm Logan, and I approve this message. I really feel that they tried really hard to get the Canadian
1: sorry about that or boot that. Sorry about that. I believe that's actually called Canadian raising.
0: Yes! Time for Military History!
1: Oh, it's my favorite time of the podcast. Is it? Let's do it. My son has recently picked up our podcast again. And he says, he starts with one of the recent episodes and goes, What is this? Anyways, he's shaking his head. So, for the week of February 28th through March 4th, 2022, we'll start off in 1844 when there was a demonstration of naval firepower Aboard the USS Princeton, one of the guns exploded, killed top government officials. Oh, that's not good. Aboard the boat, and it nearly killed President John Tyler. Well, yeah, not good. Now, the thing about John Tyler is this is going to be a cool story. John Tyler was the 10th president of the United States. He was born in 1790. Okay. Okay. He had a son in 1853. That son had two sons. Ooh. They were born in 1924 and 1928. So, okay, President Tyler's son was 71 years old and 75 years old. Yeah, I was I was trying to do some quick math in my head, and I'm like, man, he this guy was old. So until 2020, two of those grandsons of the 10th president were still alive. The older son passed away. So now one grandson from the 10th president, is still alive. Wow, that's crazy.
0: When you break it down like that, to sit there and say that this, there is a direct descendant from somebody so far back that is still here.
1: Yeah, and for his dad to be just ram- ramming one out when he's 75 years old, <laughs> right? that's impressive. Like, that is impressive. So, well, fast forward to 1994. NATO conducted its first combat action. In 45 years, as a, uh, so there was four Bosnian Serb jets and they were shot down by American fighter pilots mm-hmm. in a no fly zone. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. You looked like you had something you wanted to say.
0: No, I was just trying in my mind, I was trying to think like 94, 93, like what was going on, like so on and so forth. And, and I ended up realizing I'm thinking of something completely different. And then it clicked. I'm with you.
1: All right. Moving forward to March 1st of 1781, the formal ratification of the Articles of Confederation was announced by Congress. Under these articles, Congress was the sole governing body of the new American national government. It consisted of the 13 original states, and the Articles remained in effect throughout the Revolutionary War until 1789, when the current Constitution was adopted. Interesting. March March 1st, 1961, President Kennedy established the Peace Corps, which is kind of like the military, but not it's, or the it's, anti-peace corps. It's like the military, but like super peaceful. Like, stop. Peace, love, and chicken grease. <laughs> Make love, not war. Yeah, exactly. There you go. March 1st, 1974, seven high-ranking officials of Nixon's White House cabinet were indicted for conspiring to obstruct... The Watergate break-in.
0: I'm so glad Forrest Gump was in one of the other rooms and saw the flashlights and called yeah. that in. I mean, he didn't know what was going on, but whew.
1: What a what an American hero. Absolutely. And if I remember right, he loved the Dr. Pepper. He did, since they was free. <laughs> it jumped up a bit, me On March 2nd, 1943, a Japanese convoy, and when they reference convoy in this particular story... They're talking about a, a fleet of ships. Okay. Okay. So a Japanese convoy was attacked by 137 American bombers. This began the Battle of the Bismarck Sea. Mm. Eight destroyers, eight transporters. or some some other boats involved with this whole thing, but those were the big ones. Yeah. 3,500 Japanese soldiers and sailors drowned, ending the attempt- to reinforce New Guinea at that point, there's like seven thousand people aboard all these boats. Oh wow! And so effectively, the bombing killed half of the force. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would want to be in a convoy out in the ocean and then get hit by a said bomb. I just don't see that ending well. Well, it's 137 bombers, and I don't know what a payload on a B-29 is. Oh but- no! But that's a that's a big ass plane, ain't it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, they used the B-29s to drop the atomic bombs. Oh, wow. Yeah, so huge. Yeah. Right? So they just like, and you're fucked at that point, right? You're out in the middle of the water. <laughs> and they just, and you're done. March 2nd of 1793, a man by the name of Sam Houston was born. Sam Houston. Sam, as a young man, he ran away from Virginia, and he joined the Cherokee Indian tribe. They accepted him into the tribe and raised him and taught him... Life skills and whatnot. And he, later. So he wasn't originally part of the tribe. He was not. He was a uh, Virginian. Oh, interesting. Okay. And he just had enough of Virginia life and ran off into the sunset. Okay. Went out for a pack of smokes. Which back in the day was probably quite a run. Well, in Virginia, you rolled your, you know, you grew tobacco, but. Well, <laughs> yeah. So later on in life, he served as a congressman and the governor of Tennessee. Then. In 1832, he became the commander of the Texan Army during the War for Texan Independence. After that was all said and done, he served as a senator and a governor of Texas. In 1861, he was removed from that office because he didn't swear allegiance to the Confederacy of the Civil War at that time. Mm, Okay. Yeah. In 1681, on March 4th, King Charles II of England granted a huge tract of land, in the new world, he granted this land to a guy named Will Penn. William? William Penn. Old Billy Penn. Okay.
0: So William Penn- Yeah, uh, growing up, I think uh, kids made fun of him in school. Was
1: was his nickname Ball? Bull? Bullpen, Billy Penn, anyway. Billy Penn. So he went on to settle uh, that outstanding debt. The king gave him that land as a way to pay. Him. That area of land that was granted from King Charles later became Pennsylvania.
0: Now, very cool. That's a big-ass piece of land. It is. All the settle of debt. Right? And you probably got to imagine that the land as payment was larger than what it would have been. Because, I mean, I I have to imagine taxes slash interest. That was a thing, right? So it's like, hey, I, I screwed up. Here's a little bit extra. And boom, you end up with the state. Right, yeah.
1: So March 4th of 1789 was the first meeting of the new Congress under the new Constitution. And that took place in New York City. All right. New York City? Yeah. Time to switch brands. <laughs> On March 4th of 1830, former President John Quincy Adams returned to Congress as a representative from the state of Massachusetts. He was the first ex-president to return to the House, and he served eight terms. That's weird. What's up? That you, you make it to President and then
0: you go back to Congress. That's what you call a career politician. Well, yeah, a hundred percent. But typically, you make it to president, and you retire when you're done. You don't go back and like. I mean, you go to the Senate floor and you will be like, you know, uh, I used to be president. So I don't know I, if if you're not tracking, I'm kind of a big deal around here. Right. Yeah. I used to sit in that office. Yeah. yeah. The, the guy, the guy talking up there, that used to be me.
1: That was me. Yeah. And it was my dad too. Yeah. Right. Like that's just weird. I've never, I've never seen that in my life. Yeah, I don't recall ever hearing about that before. And lastly, on March fourth, nineteen thirty-three, President Franklin D. Roosevelt gives his first inaugural address, attempting to restore public confidence during the Great Depression. Is kind of when he took office, right? So during his inaugural address, he states um, one probably one of the greatest quotes: "Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing." we have to fear is fear itself. Very, very, very popular quote. Very well known. That was
0: military history. There you go. I talked to you earlier today, and one of the big things that has been going on or has been talked about in the military community is stolen valor now i don't know if you had any time to research or do anything because i do know the last name i'm pretty
1: sure is it sarah yep as the first name yep sarah kavanaugh uh
0: and you can if you just uh go out there search on youtube uh you've got plenty of people out there doing military um Stuff on videos on YouTube. You have tons of military podcasts or not even military podcasts, but podcasts that have a lot of roots in the military and non-for-profit organizations that help soldiers who are wounded in combat or uh, just having issues in everyday life. There's a million things out there. And, and I'll mention his name on YouTube. Uh, you can look up Angry Cop. I think he's an active duty drill sergeant. I don't know if he's still in or whatever, but if he's not, he plays the role phenomenally uh, because he goes on these rants that are amazing. It was pretty, it was kind of emotional when I watched that. And I sent a link to you, and you were like, yeah, nope, I totally get that. You know? Yeah. It was just like everything I was listening to was talking about this Sarah Kavanaugh who is the ultimate. Stolen Valor. Now, I thought Stolen Valor was, you know, somebody who basically gets, he doesn't know shit, gets dressed up in their costume to get their discount at freaking
1: Burger King. Right, and that's, I mean, basically, right, that's what she is. She just was at an epic level of it. Oh, an epic level. She was like Koopa. Yeah. I mean, King Koopa of Stolen Valor. This is
0: somebody who literally had the knowledge and the access to records to basically falsify an entire career to impersonate somebody who has served in the military, got wounded in the military, to the point where she was reaching out to the VA and non-for-profit organizations and she was getting assistance. Her bills were being paid, free vacations. And by what I'm seeing, she was even trying to help actual, real veterans cope by telling them how these fake stories and how she
1: made it through i mean she was public apparently yeah she was like big time she was getting her name recognized throughout um, media outlets because not only was she stealing valor right she was claiming multiple forms of cancer and that's what got the media attention she was faking This whole story. She was essentially catfishing.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. You can go online and you can do your research, and there are tons of people who know way more about this than I do, or I assume you, Sergeant Bacon. I mean, you're more in tune with all these things, but I just really was like, holy crap, this is real. I thought that Stolen Valor was legitimately just somebody trying to get, you know, a couple bucks from off the street yeah get their 10 percent off or whatever at home depot i actually thought that stolen valor was typically somebody who maybe joined the military maybe made it through basic training completely flopped got kicked out and they're just using their limited knowledge and their uniform that they happen to keep and not trade in
1: to get a little bit of hand i didn't realize there were people who have never served never and they create this persona like like i said they catfish bejesus out of it and they heard uh 214 was completely forged it was and it wasn't it wasn't her she had access to a real dd-214
0: which for uh those that don't know the dd-214 is the document that you get when you get discharged from active duty she basically took a legitimate dd-214 and from the sounds of it photoshopped the name changed the name from ever it was, mm-hmm. hers, didn't change the social security number. And I think that was the ultimate proving point because uh, supposedly the social security number was that of a man. Yep. Like if you're going to falsify, at least find a female's DD-214. Right. Or does a female's DD-214 that fits the persona that you want to pursue
1: not fit what you want to well, do? And at that point, if you're putting your name on there... Why not just put your social security number on there? I don't know. I mean, to me, that would make sense, right? right? But then again, if you were to check, I've never served
0: in the military. So if you were to, if I were to put my social security number on there, there's got to be a way that they can look that up and be like, uh, we don't have you in the system anyway. Here's my document. It's signed, I guess. It blows my mind and I'm glad that she got discovered, but I'm dumbfounded on how far far she was able to go with these falsified documents and from what I can tell these documents everything from the DD-214 all the way to medical bills were very very well falsified but at the same time I want to sit there and think okay so if I want to get like a VA home loan and I give you my DD-214 from basic training in AIT because I'm I'm guard right but in my mind, if I have to provide that document, then wouldn't somebody like take that document and
1: certify that that is accurate? Well, at the bare minimum, right? Like anytime you were kind of in an admin environment, anytime you get a document, right? You're going to compare, yeah, make sure that the information I give you matches the information that I have. What I mean by that is if I give you my 214 and it's got the wrong social security number, but the right name and that social security number doesn't match what's on file, you're going to start asking questions. Maybe it's one number that got fat-fingered, but all nine, that doesn't work, right? Or like my brother, um, he's in the same unit as me. So a lot of times I end up with his information in my file or vice versa. Well, as long as the pay works out, I don't really care. Right. At least you are family. I I mean,
0: I understand that a lot of people... Don't pay attention. It does happen, but if you don't have somebody somewhere in the process that is thinking, "I need to validate that things check out," then that's how people get away with this stolen valor crap. Uh, maybe I just want to get priority boarding when I when I'm getting on my flight. Right. You can look at a uniform and be like, "That's not." Do right. Do
1: you get the guys that come in on like a Wednesday to like Subway or whatever, and they're in uniform? And you know damn well there's they're off duty. There's no reason for them to be, mm. and they're like trying to get uh, the subway discount or whatever.
0: I haven't seen it so much lately. They would literally go downtown to the concert and in uniform and sit outside the fence, like waving, like "woo, I'm a big fan." Blah 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 blah, and the venue. The, the concert people who put the concert on, somebody will see this soldier sitting outside like, oh, crap, man, you, you fought for our country and you can't get in to see this show? Nine times out of ten, free ticket. Walk right yeah,
1: in. that's bullshit. And you got, you got the guys like us. It's not that we don't want people to know, but we don't advertise it. You change at the armory, you know, all that. Yeah, I'd, I do not travel in uniform if I can help it.
0: And it's just because... And, one of our very early episodes. I just don't want to be at the gas pump in the morning. Well, uh, saw in the news last night that A, B, and C is happening. How do you feel about that? I'm basically paid to not have feeling. I don't ask questions as long as I don't feel that it's committing a crime. That's the truth. Like, I have my feelings over who is the president. I I always have and I always will. But those are my feelings, and I'm going to keep those to myself because my job is to
1: work for the commander-in-chief. What about this one? I went to pay one time, and I opened up my wallet, and I pull out my debit card. Now, where I keep my ID card is in a certain spot where it's not seen. I paid, and he needed my driver's license.
0: Oh, is that when I sent you the microphone? You had to show an ID to pick it up? Yep.
1: And anyway, so I open up my wallet, and I take out my ID and my card, and he sees my VA disability card underneath my um, driver's license. And he's like, we get you a, a veteran's discount for this. I'm like, no, no, don't worry about it. You know, like it's already, it's already taken care. of. Don't worry about it. And he's like, oh, right. you know, but uh, next time you make sure you show that. And i like, I'll give you a story of my own.
0: I was driving back and forth to work, and it was an hour and a half drive. And uh, I was driving on this road. It's 55 miles almost the entire way. It never goes above 55 miles. Well, complacency. I start driving 65 miles with the flow of traffic. One day I'm driving home. It's a Friday and I doing sixty five, and I see that I just passed the cop. Flips around, pulls me over, and I'm like, "All right, cool." I pull over, and uh, he, he's like, "Any any reason why you're in a rush or you're you're speeding?" I said, "No." He looks at my back seat and sees my bag with my army uniform. He's like, "Are you in the uh, in the in the guard?" I said, "Yes, sir." He's like, "All right, well, uh, appreciate your service." Goes back, runs my stuff, you know, comes back, and he says, "Hey, I'm gonna I appreciate your service. I'm gonna let you off uh, with a warning." I said, "Well, you don't have to do that." I was legitimately breaking law. I was speeding. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm in the guard. I'm with this unit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, I appreciate it, but you didn't have to do that. So that's things that people do when they see that you're in the military. It wasn't intentional. I just had my uniform in the back seat.
1: Yeah, you didn't do a good job disguising yourself that day.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I get it. Like, I have a sub shop in town that if you go in to that shop, whether you're police, nurse, you know, paramedic, if you basically, if you wear a uniform, you walk in there, you get your sandwich for free. That's a $10 sandwich. Mm-hmm. But they will not let me pay. And I say, I'm good. I want to pay for the sandwich. They won't let me do it because I'm in uniform. I'm like, all right, how much was it? Oh, there's 15 bucks. There's a
1: ten. Yeah, I've done that too. You know, because it's like you feel, not say I don't know, bad's the right word, but you feel almost like, I can't think of the word, you know, you want to do your part, right? Because it's like, look, that's why we're doing this. We're doing this to better the community. We're doing this for our country, for our community, everything else. Mm -hmm. And so like, if I basically just take like 15 bucks from you, right? And I, I show up every day of the week. Right. What a lot of people don't realize is that
0: if you're on active duty, The military gives you a substance allowance now it's not enough to go out to Applebee's uh, five days a week for lunch so I appreciate you giving me a free meal I really do but at the same time the army is actually really paying for this meal I think that if you want to give and this should be a state thing or maybe even a federal I think if you're on duty you're in your uniform, I just think you should be tax exempt. Or a certain form of tax exemption, like property tax. Right. Because if you think about it, my state's, I think, 7%. When I go into the store and I'm like, like I go to the Apple store and I buy a new laptop, they basically give you a 10% military discount. I'd be okay if you just gave me that 7% discount, which covers the cost of tax. I'd be completely happy with it. If I'm in uniform, as awkward as it is, I'm at a restaurant. If you come up to me and say, thank you for your service, I appreciate you. But there's no need to pay for my whole right.
1: meal. Right, but for some people, and you don't know what their backstory is, you know, it could have been that their grandpa did something great and that's their way of paying it forward. I 100% agree with that. Maybe it. their grandpa was Jonathan President Tyler.
0: Yeah, right. I, I've literally been at Perkins with my wife and there was a uh, a small family uh, and, uh, one of the gentlemen, uh, much, much older, definitely grandpa age wearing a, a world war II cap, uh, with all the pins and everything on that. And I told the waitress, I said, do not let that man leave without me paying for his meal. And even he was the exact same way. He's like, why are you paying for my meal? Because you're wearing that hat. You look like, like I, I look at you and I'm like, you served. You have, you have seen more shit than I have seen. I'm going to pay for your meal. 12 bucks whatever i don't care
1: but a lot of those guys didn't really get that when they came home you know so for you to look at a world war ii or a korean or even vietnam vets and do that that's a huge that's a much larger thing for them yeah because they were never recognized that way
0: no 100 percent. some of those guys came home and they, You know, we do the farewell uh, bus parades. We do the the yellow ribbon ceremonies. Back then, those, those guys probably got crap yeah. thrown at their bus. And, you know, I do a thing, uh, well, pre-COVID. I haven't done it since the damn pandemic. But I used to invite a bunch of soldiers. I used to invite soldiers from my company out to a uh, local sporting event in the winter that I enjoy going to watch. And we'd have... 10, 15 people. And I would always call the guy. I have a contact there. And I said, Hey, I need 15 tickets. Uh, I'm going to bring some military folks in. These are all from my company, blah, 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 blah. And he'd give me a good deal. I weren't free what a great deal. And I said, Hey, uh, is there any way that, uh, you could put up on the TV at some point in the game, you know, you know, just shoot it on us and say a, a proud salute to this organization. And here's some soldiers from this organization. It's a little bit about acknowledging that we're in the military and proudly serving our community, but it's also about saying, Hey, we're out having fun, but we're kick-ass soldiers. You Know it wasn't like it's not a recruiting push, but it's like, hey, let's acknowledge the soldiers that showed up
1: to just an game. appreciation.
0: Yeah, it's an appreciation. Soldiers are
1: here, but then our individual company gets a little bit of acknowledgement. There's a military and fan appreciation night for the local baseball team here, and uh, they do a, it's a huge like basically everyone in this in the at the game is military or somebody in the military's family. It's just insane, right? Like how big of a deal it is, you know? And uh, they put it on and the the players that, you know, from both teams wear like a camouflage pattern jersey, you know? But yeah, that's kind of cool that they do that. And again, it's just appreciation, right? Like, hey, we're going to do this because we want to. I mean, I guess if a business wants to show appreciation
0: or an individual wants to show appreciation, what's the right appreciation to show? I'm a big fan of the just like, hey, I got the card that I don't (laughs) pay state taxes.
1: Like that's my card, right? That's my card. Like,
0: oh, you want me to pay state taxes? No, I don't think so.
1: That's that's kind of a loaded question to ask because everyone has a different idea of what appreciation looks like. For you, it's no state tax, no taxes at all, right? I mean, I get you have to pay federal tax, but I
0: think that's a state thing, right? Like, and I think that in my mind, if the state were to say, hey, look, if you are currently serving or you have been discharged from the military in good standing then you have a card that says you don't pay state taxes
1: let me ask you this we talked a little bit about this okay today on the drive in the new enlistment the two by six enlistment yeah. these chuckleheads serve two years okay they get discharged in good standing they ain't done fuck all but they get no taxes
0: yeah okay so Again, you can't just take an article that you saw online and take it for face value. There has to be some sort of stipulation. Like maybe it's a specific MOS that we are really needing people in. Those are the only people, that MOS, that's going to get the two by six. But put it in with the VA home loan. In order to qualify for a VA home loan or even the GI bill, you have to serve six active years. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's what I was getting at.
0: Throw it in. We're like, no, that doesn't apply to you until you have proved that you are either committed. Well, no, you have to you either have to commit, because I think the GI bill you get if you sign a six by two. Yep. But the VA home loan, you don't even qualify until you have served six
1: years active. Not including IRR, ING, or any of that other crap. Let me ask you the million dollar question. What is a veteran? I don't think that this is a
0: question that I can answer on this episode. And we're running a little bit long on time. So it's probably going to have to wait for another episode in the future. Join us next episode where John from Video Game Lounge on the Creative Brain Candy Network is going to be right here. He's going to probably ask us a few military-related questions, and we're going to push back with how video games and the military work together. Until
1: next time. Looks like that's another mission completed. A 30-mile check ride in the bag. Hit us up, podcastefm at gmail.com. Or follow podcastefm on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Sergeant
0: Bacon. And I'm Sergeant Seagar. As always, eyes forward. march March. time for some legal shit the views and opinions expressed right here on efm are that of our own they do not reflect those of creative brain candy or their affiliate i was
1: not gonna get caught in that trap (laughs) that's an episode of itself
0: yeah no and that's a great episode what constitutes a veteran pump the brakes there big sarge